And uh, I'm excited to uh, talk today about in Christ realities. So I've uh, been studying, studying about this, and uh, really there's some, there's some good stuff to hear on, on you know, there's, there's things that we have in Christ, and it's reality. And uh, so anyway, let's start with 2 Corinthians 5. I'm going to read verses 16 through 19. <clears throat> and this is not coffee, don't worry. That's just, uh, it's tea. I've had plenty of coffee already. <laughs> so, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 16. I'm going to read in New King James first. It says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one <clears throat> according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, or look, take a look at this, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Um, also, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic, 2 Corinthians 5.16. Again. <clears throat> Consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. No. Even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself he received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. So a question for you today. What does it really mean to be in Christ? In Christ. It's just two words, but there's so much, there's so much power in those two words, in Christ. I wrote down a few things. You know, in Christ means being in union with Christ. <clears throat> it means being joined to Christ. It means being engrafted into Christ. Just like you think about the engrafting process in trees. It's put in, and it becomes a new, a new thing. So we are engrafted into Christ. We become a new creature in Christ, just like that tree is a new tree. We become a new creature in Christ. We became a new type of creature that never existed before. Our spirit was recreated with his spirit. All the old things passed away, 
and everything was made new. This is what God did for us through the blood of Jesus, right? With that work that was done on the cross once and for all. It was done. His plan all along was to bring us into fellowship with him. He wants fellowship with us. He wants our heart. He wants us to love him. He loves us. So a little bit about me. I grew up in church. I got saved at a young age. But as I grew up into my teenage years, you know, for some reason I didn't really grasp this concept, you know, that I was made a new creature in Christ. You know, I I love the Lord. You know, my parents taught me good. My grandparents, everybody at church, no, no harm, no foul. But, you know, there's some point as a child you have to take ownership of your faith. You can't just ride on the coattails of parents. You know, I love the Lord. I knew that he loved me. I wasn't worried about it. I was saved and I was going to heaven. I had a plan. I knew he had a plan for my life. And I also knew that I desired to follow that plan, to please him. But, you know, I still thought of myself as a sinner. You know, but of course, you know, I still sinned. Obviously, everybody sins, right? And no one was perfect on the earth except Jesus. So you could say I was very sin conscious. I was very aware. And, you know, if you think about not doing something, you'll probably do it, or not saying something, or not thinking something, you're, gonna, you're thinking about it, so you're doing it. You know, I, I thought I was just a forgiven sinner. <clears throat> so you could say I was very sin conscious. I was trying to be in Christ, but it didn't seem like I was ever good enough. So I'd go, to search, I'd go to church and get saved like every time, you know, <laughs> and worry if I, you know, I wasn't saved. Oh, no, I did something wrong. But the truth is, once we've taken Jesus as the Lord of our life, we instantly be in Christ. And I, I highlighted be. It's a state of being. You just be. It's a place of peace. We don't have to try to be in Christ. We don't have to work to be in Christ. It's not like, oh, yeah, I've been struggling to be in Christ. (laughs) Or uh, if I do enough good things, I'll be in Christ. Or I sure hope I'm going to be in Christ. Or it's not, well, someday I'll be in Christ. No, no. It's now. It's now. Once you got born again, this is a place of peace. It's a place of rest, and you just be in Christ. That moment we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we were instantly recreated in him. From that very moment on, we are in Christ. The old life and all the old ways of thinking, acting, doing, living, we're all put to death. Jesus' name. The old life passed away. It died. And the very life of Christ, the new life, was put into us at that moment. Amen? Amen. Galatians 2.20. That says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me 
and gave himself for me. So what do we get from being in Christ? And I, I thought of that, and it, the first thing that came to my mind was righteousness, right? We're righteous in Christ. Because of the blood, the blood made us righteous. You know, we're covered by the blood of Jesus. So when the Lord sees us, he sees us through the blood. He sees the blood first. He doesn't see all the stuff that we did. He sees the blood. So we can develop a righteousness consciousness rather than sin consciousness, right? We should live in that. Second uh, Corinthians 5.21, he made him, so a little bit farther, he made him who knew no sin, that's Christ, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. So if we are in Christ, we've been made righteous. This verse shows us that Christ took on <clears throat> all of our sin. He took it on him. And in return, he gave us his righteousness. What an exchange. Praise God. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for it. Didn't have to work for it. It was free. Um, as I was starting to get some light on this a long time ago, I remember sitting in church. <clears throat> Actually, it was a men's breakfast every Tuesday morning. <laughs> and we usually had a, every other week we had a message, and it would be by the pastor of the men's group, sometimes and one of the other leaders. But on this particular morning, it was a, a friend of mine, sort of, acquaintance. I didn't know him that well. But anyhow, he, he, he had a very interesting question. He said, he started his sermon, are you a sinner or are you a saint? Got to pick one. Like, are you a sinner or are you a saint? <laughs> and you guys are probably like, oh, it's easy. You know, but for me, at that point in time, I was like, well, a saint is like, nah, I can't be, you know, so I doesn't make, you know, I can't be a saint. I mean, that sounds like perfect, holy, righteous person, you know. And so on the other hand, I thought, well, I'm not going to call myself an absolute sinner, you know, but it's still sin, you know, but. You know, but I know I'm saved by, by grace. Romans 3.23, I thought of, you know, for all of sin, it falls short of the glory of God. So I was pretty puzzled by it. So I must be a sinner saved by grace, forgiven. But this still wasn't a good confession, right? Okay. I rationalized it. I was identifying with my condition in Adam, right? Not in my condition with Christ. You know, the truth is that we're not in Adam. We're in Christ, right? <laughs> we're all righteous right now if you're in Christ. The blood of Jesus has made you righteous. It has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
another question. How did we get in Christ? How did this happen? Let's, let's read Ephesians 2, 1 through 13. This is New King James. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the devil, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we also once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others, but God, right, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. <laughs> For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Right? So there again, we, we didn't work for that. It was a free gift from God. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah. He, he, we were far off. We were lost. We were stumbling around in the dark. But the blood of Jesus brought us near to him. Amen. From Ephesians 2, we see that we were made alive together with Christ. He raised us up and seated us in heavenly places in Christ. What a perspective change. If you're seated with Christ in heavenly places, what's it going to look like? <clears throat> what's that going to be like? That's a perspective change, right? If you're seated with Christ, worries, concerns, problems, they must take their low, full, right place right. way down, way, way down. Yeah. It's not even a problem anymore, you know? When you're seated with Christ, you have confidence in that place that you're seated. When you're seated there, you're going to see people differently. <laughs> Amen? You're going to see how, they, how he loves them. You're going to see him, you're going to see people as God sees them. If you think about it, if, if we're sitting there, Physically, we're going to see you from the place that God sees you the same way. 
When you're seated with Christ, everything that God put into Christ is also put into you. And that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> the same seating, the same righteousness, the same boldness. Because we have barrier-free access to him, if we're sitting right next to him, there's no barrier there. Literally right next to him. The same freedom. Romans 8, 1 and, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we have the same freedom. We also have the same victory. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And I, I looked at that verse a little bit more and, you know, that last part, the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. It's kind of a, we triumphed, triumphed, right, in Christ. So when you go through something that seems like you shouldn't have ever made it through there. And you made it through because you were, because the Lord helped you. Yes. That's going to be obvious. You're going to say, there is no way I could have made it through that without the Lord. That's right. that, that's, that has to be the Lord. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. We have the same blessing. We're seated with him. We have the same blessing as Christ. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You know, seated with Christ, we have the same love of God and the same power of God. Now that we are in Christ, even though once we were far away from him, he brought us near by the blood. The blood of Jesus, it always comes back to the blood. It always comes down to the blood of Jesus. It changed everything. That was the turning point. That's where he brought us near and put us into Christ. Right there. Praise God. Let's put our faith into action. 2 Corinthians 4.13. pastor's been talking about this a little bit. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. So we also believe, and we also speak. You know, you could believe once, but you should say it three times. That's what I heard from Pastor. Because it's important. Power of life and death, or life and death, is in the power of our tongue. So we speak life. We speak what the word is. We speak what God said. Mark eleven twenty two says, and 23, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now that verse right there is a mind-blowing verse. 
you know? If you say what the Lord said in his word, you have to believe what you said because it's what God said. And then you will have whatever you say. Amen. In order for our faith to really work properly, we need to believe what the Lord said in his word and then speak what the Lord said in his word, especially in Christ realities, you know, because that's the reality. We need to make a bold confession on who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. <laughs> there seems to be no shortage of good things that were put in us by being joined to Christ. Amen? So every time you come across a verse that says something about what you have or who you are in Christ, slow down and make a bold confession right then, right then and there. Or you can take a whole list, a whole group of them, and just go right down the line. I, I can't even believe how many there are in, in, in the Word. There's so many in Christ Scripture. So let's all stand right now. Let's all stand up and make a bold declaration. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. In faith. In faith. Amen. Let's say, the blood of Jesus has washed me. <laughs> Saved me. Has put me in right standing with God. I'm in Christ now. <laughs> Christ lives in me. I declare Jesus is my Lord. I am now seated with Christ in heavenly places. I have freedom from sin now in Christ. I am righteous now in Christ. I am blessed now in Christ. I have the victory now in Christ. The old me is gone, and the new me in Christ has come. I am a new creation in Christ. I am who God says I am. I have everything God says I have. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we don't have to wait one more second to live in the realities of who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you've blessed us in Christ. And by the blood of Jesus, you've brought us into right standing with you. We receive that now. We thank you for your word and for the light that you give us about your word by your Holy Spirit. Let your word grow in our hearts, Father, and produce a harvest in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to give an invitation to receive Christ right now. Maybe you've, you've come into this service and you don't know Christ. You're wishing that you could have what all these things we were talking about the blessings in Christ. Well, <clears throat> that could all change right now. <clears throat> God loves you. He's always loved you. And he has a plan for you, a plan for your whole life. He has a bright future for you. And he desires you 
He wants you to be a part of his family. He wants to bless you with all these blessings we've been talking about today. He loves you so much. So in a minute, we're going to pray together to receive Christ. If you would like to make a decision for Christ today, to make him the Lord of your life, go ahead and slip your hand up right now. Let's all pray this together. Oh God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross to take away my sin and to put me in right standing with you, Lord. Jesus, I receive you right now as my Lord. Cleanse me, wash me by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I am now saved. My sins are gone. I have a clean slate. I'm living for you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.